You're listening to the Just Because I Love You podcast. When you're here, you're called Carla. My kids got parts in a children's musical and my daughter is playing a boy. Should I be worried? Also, we started reading Ecclesiastes today in our Bible reading group. Maybe all of this is just meaningless anyway. These things and more coming up. Okay, we've had a few technical issues <laughs> this afternoon. That we have. So, um, I, we also have been recording the um, introductions before we start our conversation, so there's no telling if what I just said is actually going to be what we talk about. So far, we've mostly talked about um, microphones not working, children needing attention, yeah. There's been a lot of poop today. Yeah, but I I don't know. Has it been more than like an average day with about as much? No. It's a lot, but is it really a lot? It's an average amount of poop, but more big feelings than usual. Yeah. Yeah. There's been <laughs> a lot of tears. So at any rate, um, I finally got our little nifty recorder to work and... I think we're going to discuss the fact that the kids got cast in Winnie the Pooh. Which is very exciting. Very exciting. They got three the of three. Three of three. Three of three who auditioned. The, the youngest is not old enough yet. They have to be five and he's only three. But the ones that are older than five were all cast. And it's civic theater, so everybody gets a part. <laughs> Nobody was cut. Um, but Cammie and Colin actually got... Like, fairly large parts. They're significant parts. Cammie is going to be Christopher Robin, and Colin is going to be Rue. And Emery is um, a little bumblebee, which in this play, they actually have a part. They have to, like, run around and sing this little ditty, this little jingle. Um, so she, that's Emery exactly as a bee is very fitting. Yeah, she actually was really hoping for that when she saw the video. That was the part she picked out, so she's excited. So cute. So anyway, when Piper found out... <laughs> Piper's initial reaction was, I thought Christopher Robin was a boy. And I said, yeah, like that she's, she's gonna, she's gonna play a boy's part. And she goes, I wouldn't want to do that. And I'm like, well, that's, that's okay. But you can still encourage your cousin, you know, cause she's, she's going to be a great Christopher Robin. It's a really good part. And I was like, so when you see her, you know, tell her congratulations. She was just like, she just couldn't understand why anybody would be excited to play the part of a boy when you're a girl. Yeah. Um, but if you know, if you know anything about Piper, she is a she's the girliest girl, right? Well, and and I do think Cammy had a few reservations too. She wasn't given a lot of time to be like no, but like they asked her before they made the cast list if that would be an option, if if she would be okay with that. And I think she was more okay with it because when we were in Willy Wonka two years ago, the the person who played Charlie was a girl. So Charlie's a boy in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but the actress was a girl. And so she was already familiar with the idea that it's okay to wear a wig. You know, it's okay to put your hair under a, a ball cap and and go that way. So I, I don't think it was her first choice, but I also think she's excited to have such a, you know, noteworthy role. Yeah, so when I first walked into uh, Mandy's house today for Just Because I Love You Day, I asked her how she felt about Cammie playing a boy's part. 
because back when I was uh, teaching dance, we were um, setting the cast list for the annual Nutcracker. And in the Nutcracker, there's a party scene in the beginning where there's um, party boys and party girls. And like in most dance studios (laughs) around the world and most theater, it's a disproportionate amount of females to males. There's just not a lot of little boys um, signing up for, for ballet or for a ballet production. So I think we had two in the whole studio and one was going to play like the lead boy named Fritz, but that's like five other boys we had to cast for. So we had to cast girls to play the part of boys. Well, one of the mothers who I, I have always respected and I continue to respect, um, because she's, she's definitely brought up the standards of, of modesty, um, and non-sexual choreography up in the studio I used to work at. She, you know, she, she stood for a lot of good things. She had values. She had values. Thank you. She was a yeah. per, she was a mother of values. Well, she contacted us cause her daughter was cast in part of a party boy. And again, we weren't asking them to, I don't know, put a beard on or anything. It was, they were going to wear their hair in a bun and just a little like suit jacket and some leggings. Like it wasn't, I don't know. I guess I don't know if there would be a line crossed for a boy's part. I mean, they're not like bare chested. I guess that's what I'm getting at. It was a, it was a modest part as well. It was shirts and skin. There's right. not a bathroom scene. No, no. Yeah. They were fully clothed respectfully. And uh, anyways, so she, she was upset. She said, you know, this goes against our values. Like we don't want her playing a boy part. She's not a boy. She's a girl. Um, if, if you don't change her to a girl part, we're pulling her from, from the show. And so the studio owner and I went back and forth because in theater, little girls, I mean, they're not developed yet, so they can pull off boy parts really well. But even adult, adult women are cast in boy roles. Like, this is a very normal thing. Um, so we were like, man, this is really, if she wants a career in dance or theater, she's going to have some, like, she'll be fired for one thing if she ever well, says no. And isn't it usually in the Nutcracker specifically, isn't it usually a, an adult male who plays the role of... Mother, mother ginger mother ginger my husband played mother ginger for years i know yes. i will never get that image out of my head <laughs> she was a very beautiful man with the beard your husband is very beautiful In a he way. did a great job he really did he, he even like grew out his beard for it um but again that's we're digressing so anyways we the studio owner ended up caving and made all of them party girls um for the show and i think years after that we never did cast party boys they were just always the party girls which is fine like i don't think that that i don't think it would have been a bad thing per se to change the role of charlie from charlie and the chocolate factory to a girl for that adaptation um i don't think it you know same with christopher robin if they wanted to change it to christina robin or something i don't know <laughs> like you could that's a girl christy name. robin christy. christy robin christy robin yeah i but you know it is a beloved character and people know that it's supposed to be a boy both of them they're supposed to be boys and i just i i understand the concern you know i understand that there are women who are like well we don't we can't speak out of both sides of our mouths with our children we can't tell them that there is such thing as you know, boy roles and girl roles, but then it's also still okay for girls to pretend to be boys. But at the same time, that is what we're doing is teaching them that it's pretend. And, and I don't have a problem with imagination. You know, I don't have a problem with, um, with explaining that there are some things that we do for fun where we know everybody's in on it. It's a joke. Like we're not trying to pass Cammy off as an actual boy. We're trying to pass her off as 
a girl who is playing a boy on stage. And I feel like at nine years old, she's she's old enough to understand that this is what we're doing as a game. You know, this is something that we're doing that's the suspending belief, you know, and suspending reality for a little while in the name of a show, you know. And so, and at the same time, something that I mentioned earlier was, you know, Colin is not really a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I don't think any, nobody's asked me whether I'm worried that he's going to get mixed signals. And I tell him he's a human all the time. And then I'm also going to let him dress up as a kangaroo for this place. So it's, to me, it's in the same category. Well, or, or any role in a play. Like I had to pretend to be married to a guy on stage who isn't my husband. And nobody yeah. was like, how dare you? You're not you actually cheated yeah, on him. You're not married to that guy. It's like, Right, we are all aware. I am not married to that guy. It's a play. It's it's, it's the same concept as Halloween, really. Yeah, right. You get to pretend and be what you want. Well, it's it's a lot that of people are not okay with. Yeah, Halloween. but there are, there is some controversy with yeah. Halloween. So, what is the controversy? Is it the dressing up or is it that it's the devil's holiday? <laughs> I like, okay. One of my favorite Halloween stories was I was like Cammy's age, and we were going around, and it was. Um, you know, at the age where I was taking Andrew and somebody else was there, but we go up to a girl's house who had her porch light on. And so we go up and mom's down by that's the classic for come get candy from me. Yeah. That's the universal sign of we're open for business on Halloween. <laughs> so we ring the doorbell and she opens it up and she's a younger woman, but she has a baby on her hip and she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. We don't celebrate the devil's holiday and then slams the door in our face. And we were like, well, sorry. And so we go back down to the porch or we go back down to the street. And as we're walking away, she doesn't turn her porch light off. It's like, are you waiting for people to come to your house so you can tell them you don't celebrate Halloween every time? Like, no, she just doesn't know Halloween etiquette because that's the devil's etiquette. I don't I don't understand. I thought it was strange. I was like, turn off your porch light or you're going to be slamming doors in kids' faces all night. How would she know that you're supposed to turn your porch light off if she's not familiar with the rules of the devil's holiday? I don't know. That was a tangent. Sorry. This devil's well, so, holiday reminded me. So I just, yeah, the... My response to anybody who's like, aren't you concerned? Because Marla, you were saying that you were a little bit surprised or that at least some people might be kind of surprised to hear yes. our take on that. Yes. Yeah, I thought that they would be. Just because I feel like it's it's a little bit different than maybe some of the things that we would normally say. Like we are obviously believe in men and women and that you don't get to change yeah. who you are. And we don't really accept that. So I can't say that I'm always surprised by what we do, but I thought this may be a little bit different than what Carla's maybe used to us like saying, I guess. Yeah. That's actually Let's why pretend. I'm excited to talk about it because I did think I was a boy when I was a kid. Like if, if I had been born to different parents, I would be sitting here as a transgender person right now because I was a kid and I didn't understand that, you know, I didn't really understand what makes a guy and a girl. You know, I was very much caught up in, I like sports and I play soccer and I like to run around in the mud and I don't brush my hair. I was a gross kid, everyone. And <laughs> like, I, you know, I had a lot of boy cousins and I liked playing with them. So I must be a boy. Right. And I remember it was, um, it was actually dad. And I said, so I'm a boy. Right. And he goes, no, that was it. And I said, well, and he goes, you're just a girl who likes those things. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. And off I trotted and well, it was never an issue again. So we've taken what we used to call a tomboy. That was the phrase that like my grandparents, my mom would always say. Mm -hmm. 
are we allowed to say that anymore? Or do we just automatically assume like if, if you're a tomboy, that means you should have been a boy. Yeah. Are you allowed to say tomboy anymore? Or is that like been canceled? I have not heard that used. It's not to say that it doesn't exist. I think I would still use it, but I, you grew up with it, right? Yeah. yeah. So did I. Yeah. Well, I, I guess all that to say, like the reason that I am okay with Cammy playing a boy role in this play is because I believe that you are what God made you to be regardless. Because it would only be if I was afraid that putting on a different set of clothes would make her a boy that I would be afraid. You know, it would, it would only be if I really thought that she could change her gender like that easily that I would have to put my foot down. But I know that no matter what she wears, no matter what she likes, no matter what she gets on stage and says, she, hair, she is a girl who will someday be a woman. And um, it's not that uh, tenuous. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not that fragile. You know, gender is not that easily manipulated. It is not fluid. It is not something that you can choose for yourself. And so, so yeah, there may be, and again, I understand why some people would, would be a little bit concerned. It, it's definitely a hot button issue right now in the culture. But I do wonder if we aren't, we conservatives, you know, we Christians aren't kind of freaking out a little bit in the wrong ways when we imply unintentionally that something as simple as a nine-year-old dressed with suspenders and a bow tie is the same as a, you know, a transgender. Because a transgender individual is not simply dressing up by their own admission. Right. They're claiming to be what they're dressing up as. And that's different. So. Well, like we were saying, it's like, you know, letting your kids play with different types of toys. Or you said that Tabby had said something about a little girl was interested in trucks. Or maybe it was a boy that was, was interested in dolls. Boy with baby dolls. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you have to let your kids play and be kids. Like just because society is going in a certain direction doesn't mean that we have to come to a screeching halt and change everything that has originally been okay. Right. Well, it's, to the same, avoid it. it's the same message. He's not a little boy anymore just because he's picking up a baby doll, which was probably his sister's in the first place. Right. It was, right. it was okay, he's still a boy. Like, he's, he's playing with a toy. That's, right. It's not that fragile, like Mandy said. He'll be fine. <laughs> well, I have an interesting question. I don't think I've brought it up on the podcast, but I think I did mention it in the Marco where one of my friend's friends' sons came home from his kindergarten class and said, Mommy, I want to go buy a dress. And she said, why do you want to go buy a dress? And she said, well, or he said, well, today in school, um, the teacher showed us pictures of a guy wearing a dress. And she said it was okay for boys to wear dresses. And so I want to get a dress. So she emailed the teacher ah. and the teacher said, well, it is okay for boys to wear dresses. And she had apparently shown the entire class pictures of Harry Styles, which is a singer who I wouldn't say he's a cross-dresser, but he definitely wears... He was on Vogue. He was on the cover of Vogue wearing a dress. Okay, yeah. so he maybe is a cross-dresser. It was just that no. time. No, he was making a statement. I yeah. yeah, so he still, I think, does wear women's clothes on occasion. Probably. He's very, like, Steven Tyler-esque. Yeah. So, and does paint his nails. So, what, I mean, what are our thoughts there? I th and my, I'll just say mine. I think it's okay to, for a kid to imagine things on their own, but I think when we're putting thoughts in their head, I have a problem with that like I wouldn't just call Caden over and be like here wear this dress it's totally okay for yeah well that would be that would be my question is I would ask my child you know and I would ask the teacher too like in what context it's okay for boys to wear dresses right. like how 
like when they want attention, like Harry Styles, like when they're getting paid lots and lots of money for it because it makes kindergarten teachers really excited and Mm -hmm. they show it to the whole class. Like in what case would a child wear a dress? Why would you want to, you know, because um, when it comes to painting the nails specifically, we were talking earlier about Colin um, wanting his nails painted all the time. I I ask, it, it opens up a chance to have those conversations. And that's what I don't right. want Christian parents to be afraid of. It's like embrace the fact that they're going to have to think about this stuff on their own eventually. So while they're still in our households, we can use it as an opportunity, like, you know, a prompt to, to discuss. And so I will ask, why do you want your nails painted? Well, because the girls are getting theirs painted too, and I don't want to be left out. Okay, you know that boys don't usually wear nail polish, right? You know that if another boy sees you wearing nail polish, he's probably going to be like, that's a girl thing, right? And if he's like, I don't care, you know, it'll be funny. It'll be a joke. Well, then I don't really have a huge problem with it. Like, we, yeah. we kind of appreciate jokes around here. Like, and we did prep him. I said, this is a girl thing because it was me. I painted his nails. <laughs> go, I was Tally. here for it. <laughs> Well, I told him, I was like, you know, it's a girl thing. And, and he probably would too. But the reason is because Colin, like Mandy said, Colin knows it's a joke. It's Mm -hmm. funny when a guy puts on a dress and runs in the middle of the room. I have a story about Marla's husband, Tim. It's funny. (laughs) My brother and Tabby's brother. So one time um, we were all outside as kids playing. Our grandparents were in town and our grandpa (laughs) on mom's side was like a, a very, manly man like he was a tool guy he worked on the railroad he was a wife beater cigarette oh he was oh gosh i we have a picture of him from like he would have been a greaser leaning against a car yeah yes he looked exactly like james dean yep yeah um so he was that kind of guy you know very man very alpha and he was he was visiting and mom and dad and grandma and grandpa were talking in the living room and tim comes flying around the corner wearing my one-piece swimming suit. <laughs> he was like 12, too, wasn't he? He wasn't oh that old. He was probably, it's probably about Colin's age, oh. like seven or eight. Oh, how funny. And he all, like, dad <laughs> describes his perspective of this. So Tim comes around the corner. Grandpa Chuck kind of looks at my dad, just looks at him like, what am I seeing? And dad <laughs> looks at Tim, who saunters past, very aware that all eyes are on him. <laughs> Goes out past the adults, in, out on the front porch where the other kids were, and you just hear, like this chorus of giggling, which is the whole reason he did yep. it. Like, he did totally. it just for that reaction. Skips. Yeah. Skips past everyone. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Here's something they're not going to expect. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then he actually wore my swimsuit out into the street and sat in a greasy puddle that had been left by the rain. Ew. And that was nice. But Such a Tim thing. But, like, the point is... I don't want to be somebody who overreacts to mm-hmm. that because motivation matters. And if you're telling a joke or if you're playing a part in a play, then you're actually, you actually have a pretty good, healthy, normal handle on the difference yeah. between funny and reality. The right. rules. If yeah. you know how to break the rules, you actually have a good, oh, if you know how to break the rules, and I say that with air quote, then you actually do know what the rules are for men and women in our society. If you're able to make a joke about your sister's swimsuit it's because you know guys don't wear one piece flower swimsuits right and there are ways to break the rules rebelliously there are ways to break the rules because you're being selfish and and Mm -hmm. arrogant and look at me look at me you know there are ways to break the rules that are not glorifying to god but then there are ways to break those rules that are actually in service to god whether it's because you're trying to make your siblings laugh 
or you're trying to entertain people, you know, on with the stage play. Um, or there probably are other examples too that I'm not thinking of right away. But it, but if you're not intending to scandalize or offend or um, bring all of that glory on yourself, then it can still be it can still be something that a God glorifying person does to wear clothes that would traditionally be for the other gender. Or like cut your hair. I remember yeah. when um, one of the girls in high school got ovarian cancer and she was going to lose her hair and she was sad about it because what 16-year-old girl wants to be bald. And so a lot of other girls on her swim team went and shaved their hair at the same time. And so we had like, we had like 10 bald stories. girls around the high school. And yeah, you know, that's yeah. not necessarily a feminine thing to do, but they didn't want her to feel yeah. alone. And so they all went and shaved their heads and it was super funny. Yeah, I don't think I know any conservative. Well, and heartwarming. Yeah, it, it was heartwarming, <laughs> but they were hamming it up the whole time. They yeah, weren't scandalized. Right. They, they were, were making like, light, right. not light this, of it. That's like we're wrong. all fine. We're not good. It's good. Yeah. We yeah. can do it. That's I don't know it. any conservatives who would be like, that's evil. Like, <laughs> I don't know anybody who would be like, that's wrong. <laughs> well, and I think as Christians, it's important that we, even if our standards are different from societal standards, don't be afraid to tell your children, like, no, you are a boy. You are a girl. This is this is the way that God created you. And there are people who are going to look at what you wear and assume something different. Or, or some people think that they can just change who God created them to be, and that's not the case. Yeah. And we should, as Christians, we have to stand firm and die on that hill and not just continue compromising and yeah. laying, laying it down. Uh-oh. Once because we're Arya's concerned. Crying and I was just about to ask Megan if it was a good time to talk about Ecclesiastes, if we had a few minutes to discuss Well, it. she can go get Ari. Sure. <laughs> once, once you explain to your kids that, like you said, God made you this way, there's really nothing you can do to change it, then they do have the freedom to like football as a girl. They have the freedom to be a boy who carries around a baby doll for a little bit. They have the freedom to... They have the freedom to play with different toys and be on the stage and, like Mandy said, do pretend because they know and they're secure in what God made them to be. So I have a, a little segue here into the next part that that I didn't even know I had until three seconds ago. Yeah. But I think the reason that people are looking for a way to change their identity is because they feel trapped. They feel stuck in a rut. They feel like... Life is not interesting enough the way that it was given to them. And really, I mean, the, the whole basis of Ecclesiastes is that, that life is meaningless. I've tried it all. You know, I've tried, I've tried food. I've tried women. I've tried having a bunch of properties, you know. Mine sung. I've tried war. He was a very successful. Well, actually, Solomon didn't really go to war, did he? He, he, was a peace he had a time of peace, but he did have an army and gardening so, or something, right? Gardening was another <laughs> oh, yeah. one. Yeah, he had, he did. He gardened. What a woman! <laughs> but he tried it all. Like what a Su- is it Susie girl, Susie guys, <laughs> whatever it is. I I, is that a thing? I didn't. You what? haven't heard of that? It's like a tomboy and a is a girl and this. Oh, like I never Susie heard the counter. Something like that. Sally boy. Sally boy. <laughs> Maybe Sally. <laughs> Sally Susie. I still hadn't heard it, Carla. Same thing. <laughs> Carla boy. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, I think that people are really looking for something that's going to fill a void, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, well, I must have been born in the wrong body. I must be the wrong gender because I've tried everything as a girl and it doesn't feel good enough. So I must be a boy. I'm going to try being a boy instead. Or try dating a girl when you're a girl. Yep. Cause everything yep. with a boy's just been, nah. yep. so you must just 
switch to the other team. That's another example. But 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 Ecclesiastes is very depressing for a lot of people for that reason because it kind of acknowledges that yes, your lot in life is not nearly as grand as you kind of <laughs> wish it were. Like it's yep. very cyclical, it's very repetitive, and yet Megan loves the book of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> it's my favorite book, Carla. Every time I read it because I I tend to have a striving heart. I like goals. I like achieving goals. I don't like just achieving them. I like smashing them to smithereens. (laughs) A classic overachiever. But because I'm a classic overachiever, I'm also a perfectionist a lot. And so when things, and Corey, my husband, was just telling me last night that I have some control issues that I need to work on. (laughs) Not to bring. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say if I was the Winnie Pooh character, I would be rabbit. In every but respect. See, I, I associate Ecclesiastes with Eeyore. Well, yes, I would say, but it speaks to a rabbit's heart. Okay. <laughs> because it's rabbit like, and Eeyore are good for each other. It's a constant reminder that like none of it really matters. And I think for an overachiever who's somewhat of a perfectionist, it's kind of nice to hear, hey, all that stuff that you're working toward, it doesn't matter. Really? Because I think that would scare the poo out of my husband, who is just like you. If I told him everything you're doing, I love you for it, but it doesn't matter. He would be like, what do you mean? No, but there's freedom in it. There's absolute freedom in it. Because in a way, you get a high off of the, that like achievement and the goal setting and, I don't know, becoming someone or somewhat. And doing somewhat, sorry, you don't become somewhat. But then it's also like shackles and bondage too, because right. you're putting your identity in something that's 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 not God, essentially. Okay, so here's the distinction. And I, was, I, I said some of this to Marla earlier, and then we got distracted. But what I, was, what I was describing was the fact that Ecclesiastes keeps going back and forth. It talks about all of this meaningless under the sun. Mm-hmm. It talks about how, you know, all of the strivings of man are just meaningless and, and repetitive, and it's nothing new. People think it's new. People will say, oh, look, over here, something new. But no, it's not new. It's the <laughs> same old, same old. And so it's talking about all of that stuff under the sun on earth. But then it has these, like, cloud break moments where it's like, but the grace of God is to enjoy your work. The grace of God is to um, to toil, to work with your hands, and to be pleased with the work that you're doing with your hands. That's actually God's grace. And so, and so it's not actually saying that everything is meaningless. It's saying that earthly striving is meaningless, but it's possible for you to... Um, to change that into something that does have great meaning when you stop focusing on earthly gains for earthly earth's sake and you you point back to heaven and if you're if you allow god to basically first convict you of the meaninglessness and then secondly show you how you can be redeemed how how all of that stuff can no longer be so meaningless that's where the grace comes in and and only god can help us get out of that depression and into the state where it's like oh actually Actually, it does matter in the grand scheme, big picture kind of way. Well, it appeals to my mom heart because Ecclesiastes would have been something that had frightened me as well, even just, I think, a few months ago, because uh, a few months ago, I hadn't read You Who by Rachel Jankovic, and I love that book, and it, it sort of has an Ecclesiastes feel where it's like, where is your identity in? And if it's not in God, then basically everything is meaningless, and the only way that you can find true glory is through the hard work for God. And this hits 
home when I do the same thing day in and day out. And I look at the toys I just picked up and the dishes I just cleaned. And I go, this is meaningless. Why do I bother to wash dishes? Why do I bother to pick up the blocks 50 billion times a day? Like it's worth nothing. It just happens all over again. And this is basically saying the reason you keep washing dishes and the reason you keep picking up blocks is because it's toil and that's God's grace and he's going to use it for his glory. So pick up the blocks. Right. Well, consider the ant. They also do the literal same thing day in and day out. But the thing is, the thing is, they don't feel sorry for themselves over it. It's only humans that are like, "Ugh, we were made for so much more than this. Like, we deserve so much better. I wish I was a king. I wish I were rich. I wish I didn't have to have to do my own laundry. I wish I had a maid. Like, you know, but but even when we get those things, we start to realize it's still not enough, and it's still not enough. And really, at the end of it all, we we want to be... God himself. Like we think we want to be that high up on the food chain. Mm-hmm. And deep down, that's not really what we, we need because that's not what we were made for. Um, but it's only through God revealing all of these truths to us through his word that we would even know that that's what our real problem is and that we would be able to admit that we are actually deep down very selfish and then eventually be able to become like little children with our faith or like ants, you know, with our toil where, where it is okay, where it, where it is enough that that's what God has given us and we're going to be satisfied with it. Have you seen that farmer meme where it's a very redneck farmer standing in a field and it says, ain't much, but it's honest work. It's like, that's what I think about no. sometimes. <laughs> I have seen not seen that. Well, and I think this is, you know, what they just said is, a, is something good that you can say to a friend who's struggling with the mundane. Cause I, I remember Megan walked in one day and was struggling with the, the mom, mund- not the mom, not me, just the things that we do over and over again that, uh, we claim we don't need any praise for, but gosh, wouldn't it be nice to have praise if we yeah. <laughs> for doing it all? But this topic reminds me of something I saw on Instagram. There's a guy, Steve Weatherford, that I've followed for a while. Um, I'm actually really good friends with his sister. He was a punter in for the Jets or something. Anyways, he has just become really close with God and his walk with God. And, and he talks about how he used to be addicted to Percocets and pornography and how God has brought him here. And now he's like trying to help all these men through different things that they're working towards. But there's a guy that commented and said, I just don't see why you can't just leave the God part out of it. Like that doesn't resonate with all of us. And I just was like, he can't like, it's a part of his story. All of these things is what brought him to God. And he was like, well, he achieved these things on his own, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, he didn't. The whole he point wouldn't is be in the same place. <laughs> right. well. And they, he just couldn't write. He was like, well, I don't want to have a whole biblical conversation with you. And then further down, he had multiple biblical. I mean, he expressed, he knew He's plenty about the Bible. working on it. Well, he, and without God, why not just stay addicted to Percocet and porn? Like, really? It's well, somebody matter. commented, porn's working for me. Right. And, yep. and yep. Steve was just like, <laughs> it'll, it'll come to a point where it's not anymore. Like, yep. People think that they're, they got to try it though. Like they got to try the gardening and the having the wives and having the houses and having the horses. And they got to see if it's actually fulfilling. And eventually it's not. But the question is without God, why not? Why not just continue digging further down into that pit of, you know, meaningless despair. And that's the question that a lot of, of anti-religion, you know, atheists or people who are just against Christianity don't really want to go. They don't want to admit that, yeah, actually I don't have a good reason for why a person should 
go and get healthy, you know, mm-hmm. get a stronger body, eat better, um, go to a counselor. Like, why? Why should you? Yeah. It's just meaningless anyway, right? <laughs> so anyway, we are now at uh, 31. So wow. It's probably about time to wrap Felt up. like it was getting... Yeah. Uh, Carla, just one last thing. If you wanted to join the Bible reading challenge uh, that the four sisters are doing, we are doing it through Christ Christ Church, right? Mm-hmm. To the Word. To the Word is what it's called. And you can look it up in pretty much any Bible app. Um, right now, we are really close toward the end. They're going to start same page summer uh, in June. Um, but you could obviously join in right now. And, and Ecclesiastes, I believe, is tomorrow as well. Oh, is there more mm-hmm. to it? There's so there's, much more. There's so much more that's meaningless, Mandy. Oh, <laughs> you don't even know. I can't wait. <laughs> Carla, if you enjoyed today's conversation, you can join the group Four Sisters Birth and Motherhood Counseling on MeWe, and Just Because I Love You on Facebook. You can also find Tabby and Mandy on Gab. Thanks for joining us for Just Because I Love You Day.